Going well, Andrew. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. And so is the Jericho Cup in its infancy still. It's come a long way already, hasn't it? It has, yeah. It's in its um, fourth year, so um, it's uh, uh, my third Jericho Cup now. So, it's um, yeah, it's a, it's a magnificent concept and, and great race to be involved in. And, and the day itself um, is, for me, it's like no other race meeting I've ever been to. It's... Uh, it's got definitely got a, a totally different element to uh, to combining, obviously, Australia's um, war history with with racing, which is fantastic. So, if we go back a year ago, before we talk about this weekend, there were some people I do recall watching the coverage and seeing a few tracks on. You did have some people there a year ago, didn't you? Yeah, we did. We we got granted three days out actually to have around the five hundred mark last year, so we were in that just that period of just coming out of lockdown. So. Um, you know, it, um, it, it, it certainly the Matilda room and a few of our indoor larger spaces were able to be utilised, but, um, certainly not the crowds that came in the, uh, in the first year and, and in that second year where we had uh, a bit of inclement weather. Um, so we're looking, looking very fine for on the Sunday at the moment. The weather's looking, um, very favourable, which is great. So we go from 500 to as many as you want can come along. So just tell us about uh, Sunday, um, obviously double vaxxed and, and the regular protocols, but um, how will the day pan out? Because as I said, you've timed it perfectly, luck of the draw, the bubble is over, so, so you can plan a terrific Jericho Cup this Sunday. Yeah, we can. We, we're, we, you know, we've been geared up for an event for a number of weeks to the level of about 5,000. Um, and that's probably what we're equipped to be able to handle on the day. Um, and, um, you know, we, we, we could possibly get a little bit more than that. But, um, you know, it, it's pretty tough at the moment in the hospitality industry to find enough casual staff to, to pull an event together pretty quickly at the moment. So um, the team here have done a, an amazing job um, pulling together the... Um, the grounds and the, and the course, um, you know, and we're just setting the facility up for those that people that do come. Um, they'll have a, a very enjoyable day out at, the, at racing at Warrnambool. Okay, that's a very good point. We like to cover issues like that so people across the industry get a bit of a perspective. Um, I never really thought of that. We hear of cafes. We hear of, uh, you know, restaurants and, and those sort of uh things opening up, struggling to find some casual workers. But we think about race clubs, events, and as you say, you can't employ someone to be serving in a marquee uh, all year round. You only have a, a couple of events that will take place. But suddenly when you can have thousands at your racetrack this weekend, you've got to find people to serve them. So aside from all of your cousins, your family and, and neighbours doing that work, you have to find people in a workforce. So um, is it a challenge? Will it Will it change? Have you got people, or I'm hoping it changes. It has been a challenge, um, definitely. Um, it's quite interesting, um, you know, the the expectation on on event managers, you know, with the opening up and the changing and swapping of restrictions and the likes, and people out there in you know certain pockets of the media think that you can just put on an event um, in a week's notice for ten thousand people. Um, you know, it's, it's not as easy as. Um, as, as it sounds, but, um, you know, we, we, um, we've got a pretty loyal, um, core group here that do a, do an amazing job, um, pulling together our events and, um, you know, the, the, the bars, staff and the likes, you know, we're exactly no different to the cafe or the local pub down the road. 
um, trying to pull the same people to um, to come and come and work casually, and you know, hopefully, once things open up, that workforce um, can get back on its feet and um, and start to to be easier to find out there in the community. Interesting stuff. We're chatting to Tom O'Connor this Sunday, as we know, is the Jericho Cup. Now, it's the last one that will be under the guidance of your club, is that correct, or the transition to RV taking it over? What, what does that mean for you as the chief executive in the Warrnambool Club? Yeah, interesting take, um, Andrew. That The only thing our RV will be doing taking over is the prize money. So um, the club itself, nothing changes um, from our management point of view of the event and and driving it, um, uh, the thing that that will will change is obviously Bill Gibbons, um, who founded the concept and has been the driver and the leader and the passion behind um, the Jericho Cup. Um, obviously, had a, an initial four year commitment to the event to get it off the off the ground and and has done a, an amazing job um, in doing that. Um, and behind the scenes, uh, the club along with Bill. Um, through the support of Racing Victoria, has obviously been looking to secure Bill's commitment, which has been the, the prize money component, um, and that's what Racing Victoria will um, will pick up in years, to, in, you know, in the future years. Um, and obviously, the club will continue to work closely with Bill. Um, Bill certainly won't be lost to the event um, at all. He'll still have a an active role in supporting us and driving us to to make the Jericho Cup as big as we can make it. And what about the the ceremony? Um, I think over recent years you've chosen different types of uh, history to be honoured. I'm not sure if that's correct or not, but how do you frame what is becoming a very important part of the day? Yeah, look, obviously there's the nine races and attached to each of the nine races is, is, a, is a, uh, a particular war story and the one that changes on an annual basis around the um, uh, the charge to Beresheba and, um, and this year's story is an amazing one again of, of a soldier um, who enlisted. Um, he was determined to enlist the World War One as uh, as the first first individual and I think he, he ended up being around the 75th um, to enrol um, and um, and obviously survived World War one and, and then continued through to World War Two and tried to enlist there at the age of 65. So just these amazing stories that come out of, um, come out of, uh, our history that, you know, go untold, um, is, is something that Bill, um, has driven the club and, and driven the racing industry to make sure that we tell them on the day. And certainly any of your listeners out there, Andrew, that are coming along on the day or, or considering coming along, they won't be uh, disappointed with their on-course experience here at Waterball on Sunday. And always talk about, you know, it's become so successful. Is it in the right time of the year? Are you happy with this date? Would you like it pushed away from some of the city meetings like the Zipping Classic this weekend? Or would you like it to be a little bit further into when we have more holidays and warmer weather again? Are you are you happy with this date or...? Oh, I would have liked it on the Saturday instead of the Zippy Classic. Uh, but that's that's me as an event manager personally saying that that um, having run events um, on on a, on a on a on a on a weekend where you, you run it on a Saturday to a Sunday is, is can vary. Um, but look, we're we're always open to to discussing with with Racing Victoria and 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 also Bill's um, thoughts of being 
to be considered um, at the moment. Um, you know, it's been in a, in a short um, time. It's been a, a very successful event on a uh, on a Sunday. Um, it performs very well from a wagering point of view and um, and plays its role in supporting the industry. So, but again, you know, we're always open. You, you want to be able to grow your events and you want to be able to get it. The, the stories and the images in front of as many eyes as you can um, and, you know, obviously uh, aligning it to a, um, to a significant day, um, um, is, you know, certainly something that I'd certainly be happy to be, um, be talking about. And going forward, you have a meeting Thursday the 9th of December and then into the new year you have the meeting for Coroit on the 9th of January, Port Ferry the 20th of January. I'm again trying to recall what happened this time almost a year ago now, but were they successful? Were they with limited crowds? And will you step up a notch for those local communities this time in? Yeah, they were They were limited. Um, they certainly started to open up over those events, over those days. I remember last year the Coroit Cup was a fantastic day. Um you know, we're in, in in the middle of that too, Andrew. We can't can't forget that we've got our tenant club Woodford that race on New Year's Eve that we support pretty heavily. Um, and that event certainly um, this year will will open right up and uh, you know get some normality back and get you know people back on course enjoying enjoying themselves socially um, in the community. Have a great Sunday, the Jericho Cup. Uh, fantastic to see it with a full crowd on track. And thanks for taking the call, Tom. Thanks, Andrew.